Welcome to Dogma and Devotion, the podcast that sheds light on the beauty and truth of the Catholic faith. We discuss a wide range of topics with the viewpoints of two complementary vocations of the church. I'm Ashley, here with Father Dupre, and on today's episode, we'll be reflecting on the gospel from the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, Year B. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. In coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said, and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It's a powerful feast day. Holy Day of Obligation, Holy Mother Church says we have to go to Mass to hear this gospel and to celebrate a great teaching of our faith that this person, human, has been given a special grace for the sake of the kingdom of God. And it is good for all members of the church to behold this truth. And it is the dogma that Mary was conceived without the stain of original sin. That what has infected the entire human race, or as we hear this word in the writings of the fathers of the church, that the flood of original sin did not reach her. And she was not given something that could provoke her to say no or to resist God and his will. And Mary thereby was given a special grace to say yes to God. She was open to his will always. And I think the great thing about this is it's, it means something more for the entire body of Christ because, again, it is obligatory for all Catholics to celebrate this truth. Yeah, I, whenever I first read this gospel, I was just thinking, like, why would they choose this one? Because this is one of them that's so often confused. When you hear Immaculate Conception, people think, are they talking about Jesus? Are they talking about Mary? And then the gospel literally is the conception of Jesus Mm -hmm. for the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. But then, you know, whenever you go further into it, 
you see the the greeting that the angel gives to her hail full of grace only time in the bible that someone is not recognized by name but by a title and then um indicating that she's been graced before so mm. if he's announcing her with this title so where does the title come from and linking back to of course her immaculate conception her preservation from sin from the inclination to sin and then like you said giving her such an easy willingness to say yes amen and the, the thing that has always struck me as a priest i remember this from day one uh the the first time having to be a presider over this solemnity uh for any one of the the three and in some parishes you know they'll, they'll have four offerings there'll be a, a vigil you know the eve before to give catholics uh, many opportunities to to celebrate this, to learn about this, to hear the good news that Mary, one of us, was given this special privilege that she was conceived without sin, and and I still preach from that because it everything that was given to Mary is meant to be given to us, right? When we think of our first parents, Adam and Eve, can't deny that there is some kind of feeling that is got to be something like resentment, right? What did you do and why are we still suffering by your choices? And why did you do that? You had paradise, you know, we, we, you're the mother of the human race. And why did you say no? Why did you resist? And so we have here another mother we have here another woman in the plan of salvation right you can hear this clearly in the archangel gabriel's words that who she is and how she will be a part of this right you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall name him jesus he will be great and will be called son of the most high and the lord god will give him the throne of david his father and he will rule over the house of jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end Eve brought an end to the human race. And here in Mary, she is being given a share in a new kingdom that there will be no end. There's no promise of death. There is a promise of ongoing life. And so what we celebrate, and again, what I just love every year, every year that I've been a priest for over nine years now, is that this isn't just a matter of beholding a gem in her crown. This isn't just a matter of decorating her statue or putting roses at her feet. Uh, this is really acknowledging that God is doing something to a new mother and what is given to a mother, a mother faithfully gives to her children. And, you know, going off of that, what he gives to all of us, the... Um, gospel passage right before this is Elizabeth and then we touch back on Elizabeth at the end of this one and the quote that comes from it nothing is impossible for God so whether that's uh, infertility that comes from old age or whether that's virginity like with Mary the promises are there right this is going to not be limited by human beings what God is doing even goes beyond our understanding of conception right? Not just Mary's own immaculate conception being celebrated with this, but how she's going to conceive by 
the Holy Spirit, right? She, this child will be of God's will. And she's troubled. How is this even going to work, right? I, I do not ha- have relations with a man. And right, Elizabeth, she's conceived. Some traditions hold this woman was in her 60s when she conceived of St. John the Baptist. And so God is unleashing something for the entire human race through these promises made to Mary. And in this revelation of his plan, like you're saying, hail full of grace, this title is telling us something of the gift already at work. And so this has great implications for us who are being given this promise uh, in baptism. We have been given a new life. We walk in the light of the resurrection. What Mary has received, we participate in. And so with this feast day, we are grateful that Mary is also known as a type or an exemplar, that what God is doing in her, again, it's not just to glorify her. It's not just to celebrate her apart from the human race. We celebrate what God is doing in her as his will for us. We have no reason to believe that God is not willing to do something great and beyond our human ability to make us holy, to make us more like himself. Amen. Amen. Do you want to close us with a prayer? Let's do it. I say we call to mind a a wonderful prayer in the life of the church. It's on a medal that adorns many rosaries and scapulars and the, the great miraculous medal. And it's the text that is going around the figure of Mary. And it is definitely a prayer that invokes this teaching and this truth. And it's one that redounds back to us and it goes O mary conceived without sin pray for us who have recourse to thee amen in the name of the father Father, and of the son and of the holy spirit amen we will be back in just a few short days visiting the second sunday of advent's gospel readings